Opal Barstool. Hey, welcome. Welcome to the virtual pub. Um, man, we got a lot of good stuff to talk about today. A lot of the, it's me Facebook relevant today for the most part. I know I kind of go off the script and talk, talk business a lot, but it's me mainly Facebook. We'll, we'll get there in a second. And before we do, this is kind of like a last minute, last call. Just so you know, hopefully you don't listen to this at the last minute. Uh, we got a workshop coming up June 2nd. Convert with confidence. It's going to be all about, you know, my system. It's not, you know, it's, it's, this, look, this is not a guarantee for six figures and make billions of dollars because you do this on Facebook. I just want to tell you my system for how I sell on Facebook. And that's what I'm going to do in this workshop. So it's called Convert with Confidence. It's 90 minutes live event, June 2nd at 5 p.m. Eastern. But those who buy it, We'll also have access to the recording. Um, but you can't buy it after the event, though. Just go to johnloomer.com slash CWC. And so for non-members, non-Power Hitters Club members, it's $147. If you're a Power Hitters Club member, it's just one of the many big benefits. 20 bucks for you folks. Again, johnloomer.com slash CWC. Pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLumer.com and John Loomer Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast where each week I invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on social media. So today, a little solo act here, going by myself. And I am working on a vanilla porter from Breckenridge Brewery. I've been doing a lot of the, the local beers lately. Me being here out here in Colorado. So Breckenridge Brewery out in, uh, I believe they're Breckenridge, Colorado. I mean, I'd imagine that's where they are. But uh, actually, they're in Denver. <laughs> I imagine that. But uh, really good beer. Raise a glass. Good stuff today. Cheers. So before we get to the meat and potatoes of this show today, um, just kind of a, a little... Look behind the curtain. For some of you, some of you care, and some of you don't. And I'm I'm okay with both of you, both both groups, uh, in, in terms of what's going behind the scenes and you know how I'm balancing um, work and real life. And like, for all you who don't know, um, I started all this. Boy, we're coming up on four years ago when I was laid off for the second time in two and a half years. My biggest motivation for starting my own business, which I had no idea what I was doing when I started it was to spend more time with my family and to see my boys grow and to coach my boys' baseball teams. And so one of the reasons I don't travel during this time of the year and, and do speaking engagements and all kinds of stuff is because this is smack dab in the middle of baseball season. And my kids are getting older. They're now turning 14, 11. When you hear this, my, my middle son will be 11. And my youngest just turned 7 which means, you know, as they get older, it just gets more and more serious and crazy. Um, unfortunately, I don't know where you're living. The weather has been absolutely atrocious in Colorado. I mean, normally, look, we, we get our snows every once in a while at random times, and that's kind of crazy. But other than that, by this time of the year, we've had plenty of days in the 80s. 
It's hot already. We have a bunch of thunderstorms, but it's not like constant rain. And really, we usually have droughts. Well, we've had too much rain, crazy rain, every single day to the point where baseball has been virtually unplayable um, for at least half the days. I'm still not even wearing shorts, even though I'm wearing them right now, just because I'm inside and it's comfortable. Uh, it's just crazy time. Crazy time out here. So these baseball games keep on getting canceled. I just had this tournament over the last weekend. It was a wooden bat tournament, which is going to be awesome. And we were going to win it and run away and sunset. Woo! And that got canceled. So just make, make, means things are about to get even crazier when all these games start getting made up and, uh, and rescheduled. So that starts this week. Um, man, so I'm just, you know, kind of... Um, you know, think about how I'm going to balance all this. So we've got games for my middle son that I'm coaching Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. <laughs> and then the following week, you got a couple games plus a tournament in the weekend. And it's just going to get crazy. But um, that's my life right now. It is, if you wonder, you know, what drives me and what motivates me and why I do what I do, it's so I can enjoy this time. And look, maybe you don't have kids. Maybe you got other priorities. But figure out what those priorities are, um, and and really, that should be the motivation behind what you do, what you do. At least that's my opinion. I'm not gonna tell you what to do, but I'm gonna have a, that. My priority right now is drinking a, another glass or another drink of this vanilla porter. Hold up. Cheers. Oh, Colorado beer. That's good stuff. So, first topic I want to cover today: some numbers just aren't that important. And, you know, those, those words probably, on one hand, aren't that surprising to hear from me because I, I've said this so many times about reach, which drives me crazy. But on the other hand, you might be surprised as well that I kind of belittle numbers and that I am a stats and numbers guy. You know, my, my sports background and the fact that I love baseball and I'm so stats focused with that. But the truth is you got to understand which stats matter and which don't. And this is important. It's really, really important. Because if you don't figure that out, you will drive yourself crazy obsessing over these stupid little stats that don't really mean anything. Or they mean a little bit, and then they don't add up. You're like, oh, no, they don't add up. What am I going to do? So, you know, yeah, the issue with reach, people freaking out about reach being down, which is the dumbest thing in the world. When they're like, oh, okay, so how, how are your, how's your engagement? How's your website traffic? How, how are your conversions? I don't know. My reach is down, though. So, yeah. So, because that's one of those numbers that's flawed anyway. And it doesn't really matter how many people you're reaching as long as all, all that other stuff is happening. But the other one, um, you know, that, that I hear from people a lot is the numbers aren't adding up. What am I going to do? The numbers aren't adding up. So it could be um, my, my post likes and comments and organic and paid. They're not adding up. The, the one I just heard from recently was video views with the ad and organic. They're not adding up properly. And, man, I got to tell you, the people, and if you're one of them, you might be, who obsess over this stuff, I don't know how you sleep. Because I'm a numbers-oriented guy, and 
if some two numbers don't add up, I really don't care. I really don't. Look, you you should have your priorities. Um, first of all, understand glitches happen. And if you're anybody who's on a technical side, you have a product or anything like that, you know glitches happen all the time. If you care that this there that this is a potential error, let Facebook know. Do your part. Let Facebook know. But the bottom line for me is it's not necessarily the exact number. You know, whether or not these two things add up, it's asking yourself, am I making progress? You should be able to decipher from the numbers that you've got whether or not you are. And part of that is making sure you're focused on the metrics that are actually trackable and provable. So things like um, reach, things like impressions, things like video views, and like how long they viewed something, that's all kind of cool and fun. You can't prove any of that, though. But a conversion? Let me check my bank account. Oh, yeah, that sale did come in. Thank you, Facebook. Or you got an opt-in, a different type of conversion. Thank you, Facebook. Or you got a website click. Facebook says they, they sent me three people. Google says they sent me three as well. Or Facebook says they sent me 5,000, and Google says they sent me 4,500. Am I going to stress over the 500 that isn't adding up? No. You know, it's just some things you're going to drive yourself nuts if you try to figure out where the missing... Because Google could be wrong. Don't just assume Facebook's wrong. Google could be wrong too. Everybody measures things differently. So the bottom line is, that 5,000, is that progress? If it is, good job. So... um, we, stre- we stress over this stuff. So ignore the fluff that can't be proven or just doesn't matter that much. Okay? So understand what your goals are. Understand then what your priorities are for these metrics. Measure those. And hopefully they're things that are trackable and provable. But even then, don't focus so much on the specific number. Focus on ranges. And whether this is progress, if this is positive or negative, is this good? Um, that's the way I look at it. And I don't, it's really kind of, I don't know. I find it to be kind of a, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Oxymoron. I don't know what the, I'm just a moron sometimes. But the fact is I am so numbers driven. And for example, let's, let's do a baseball analogy. Um, if you're, if you're going to tell me to build a lineup, of, of players with a large sample size, I am going to p- pick out those players with the highest on-base percentage and slugging percentage and throw them to the top of the lineup. Okay? Um, I am not going to nitpick on how exact, how, how precise those numbers are if they're off by a few hundreds. Maybe even a tenth or, t- or two. Ranges matter. So if your on-base percentage is two, between 250 and 275, that's bad. I don't care whether it's 273 or 252. It's bad. If your on-base percentage is 350 to 400, you're pretty darn good. I want you hitting near the top. I don't care what the exact on-base percentage is. 
that makes sense. Focus on progress. Focus on the ranges. Focus on taking a drink of this beer. Cheers. By the way, what are you drinking? Normally I ask you that. I kind of ask out into space. And you're supposed to answer that for me. And uh, now I feel rude. It's just me talking to myself. Telling you about my beer and my day. So if you haven't already a drink, gotten a drink, make sure you put this on pause and go grab one right now. Cheers. All right, so it's not, you know, it makes sense that we're talking about, you know, this workshop, right? Which is, again, if you haven't signed up, go to johnlimmer.com slash CWC. Um, there is this direct correlation between converting with confidence, the numbers that matter, the conversion, the sale, and not obsessing over these things that don't matter. Okay? So... Talking about things that do and don't matter, that leads us to fans. And I have been very vocal in the past about the value of fans. Because they are valuable. I've, you know, in the past I found repeatedly that a fan was the was the person most likely to want to click on your, your link, to to buy something from you, to join want to join your email list to just care, to engage, to spread the word, all that stuff. So spending money to build your fan base made sense. And um, then spending money to reach them again made sense too. Now, I'm making a slight pivot there. Okay, now there is a huge caveat to what I'm going to say. It's really important that you understand where I'm coming from um, and, and where my perspective is when I tell you what I'm about to say. First of all, I'm not currently running ads to build likes. And I haven't for several months. And that may seem, that may be surprising to some because of how much I've talked up page likes. Now, this is partially due to other priorities. I don't, I'm running so many ads at, right now. Like I'm always dra- running track, um, running ads to, to promote, promote my latest blog post to get traffic. I'm always driving ads to uh, get conversions on um, an opt-in right now. Um, I'm not sure if I have one or two. I, 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 have, I know I have my infographic, uh, my Dimensions infographic, but also, and by the way, that's johnlimmer.com slash dimensions. And the other one is my 12 tips ebook, which I believe is just johnlimmer.com slash 12 tips. Uh, so free opt-ins. So I'm promoting those. And right now I'm also selling stuff. I'm selling my Power Hitters Club membership. Mm. Hey, big heads up. JohnLimmer.com slash PHC. And if you use promo code PUB10, you get $10 off per month or $100 off per year on that great membership. But of course, I'm also promoting my workshop. So when we talk about building fan base, like, eh, it's just it falls down the priority list. I just haven't been doing it lately. Um, but there's also some things I've seen lately that makes me like, you know, less driven to spend money to, to build my audience. Now, understand, I know that I'm naturally building my audience. Like I'm getting, um, what is that, a thousand? I think it's something like a thousand new fans uh, per week. And I'm not going to say that's all natural, but I'm not running ads specifically 
to get new fans. So yeah, just over the last week, I got 826 new page likes. And I think that's actually down from a normal week. Um, and granted, I'm also someone who doesn't post that frequently anymore on Facebook. So, you know, 826 likes without running page like ads. And really, it's usually around 1,000. Um, I just, I'm cool. I've also got 90,000 plus fans now. Um, so, but anyway, but some of the things I've been seeing lately... Um, I've also changed my mind about should I be spending money on this? So I've already got these thousand fans coming in naturally anyway. Some of that's paid, but it's not to get a, a page like. But I'm also seeing that cost to get sales and website clicks targeting fans um, is no longer most efficient for me. It is now targeting my website custom audiences. And some of those people are fans, some are not. So it's what's really weird. And I'd have to really kind of dig in to see how long this has been the case. But this is definitely the case now. The cost to reach my fans, if I want to, you know, promote something just to drive traffic or whatever, is now about 10 times the cost to reach my website visitors. Why? I don't know. I don't know. But um, I'd say 10 times. It, it depends. Um, it's anywhere, to, to target my website visitors, it's anywhere from 50 cents to a little over a dollar. All right. So I say 10 times, that might be an exaggeration, but targeting my fans, it's generally about $5. So anywhere from five to 10 times, it's costing more to reach them. And so immediately, I mean, they have to be way more likely to click or to act or whatever than target my website visitors, or I mean, throw my money away. So it's really surprising, surprising to me that this is happening. Now, the way I see it, if you already visit my website, I no longer care that much whether you're a fan. Now, ideally, you are a fan and you visit my website. Because I still want that organic reach. And I get it. I do get organic reach. But paying to reach the fan is no longer a priority to me. Because I already get do get that organic reach. Um, but the other thing is, if you are a fan who doesn't visit my website, you're just not that important. If you're someone who visits my website and you're not a fan, eh, it's fine too. I'll still. So what I'm finding is I'm just when I promote a post, I'm just targeting my website visitors and say, yeah, if you're now I publish that post organically, share it with any of my fans who want. So I have 90,000 90, people. I tend to still get 20, 25 thousand on average organic reach on that so that's huge value so understand don't don't get it twisted i'm not saying it's not valuable those fans are still hugely valuable for my organic reach and if i didn't have this website custom audience to target that would still be hugely valuable but targeting that website audience is now more valuable to me than targeting my fans so keep in mind the huge caveat here I have an established fan base, 90,000 people, okay, and I continue to reach them. Um, that built, so that also this fan base is, has been built over a period of three and a half plus years. So there are a lot of people in that fan base who aren't that important anymore, probably don't care as much, which is also impacting the value of that audience. 
I also have an established email list, which is now 75,000 people, and which makes that fan base less important as well. Because actually, as I say, less important, one of my priorities is with that fan base is having them join my email list, driving the website traffic and having them join my email list. So once that's done, the fan base, yeah, I own it now. But I also have established website traffic. I have more than 400,000 people I can target who visit my website during the past 180 days. 400,000 people. That may not be a big deal for some people. I say more. It's like, it could be 500. I don't remember what it is. But the point is, if you're a fan who doesn't visit my website, I just don't care that much about you. But if you have visited my website during the last 180 days, you are clearly going to be more likely to click my link, opt in, or buy. That's partially because I have this established audience already. So I have these other outlets, these other audiences, in addition to the fan base. And the fan base is getting older, more mature. That's, that's, that's a politically correct way to call it. It's an old, more mature audience. So if you don't have, though, these other outlets, these other audiences... The fans are definitely still important. And, I, and I'm not trying not to say the fans aren't important to me. They just, they're no longer the priority. And when I'm spending my money, I'm spending it first on uh, uh, website visitors. Fans are still far superior than interests and lookalikes. Um, so if, if I were to start over today, I would still be looking to build a fan base. But again, kind of like what I did here, there's a transition period in there. So you build that audience with the intention of ultimately building your email list, driving website traffic. So um, the the Facebook audience isn't the be-all, end-all. It's good. It's helpful. I'm glad I created it. It's still building now. It's kind of building upon itself naturally now because of this, um, uh, because of the size of my other audiences. And the amount of traffic I get is driving more traffic to my Facebook page, people liking my page and all that kind of stuff. And so it all feeds on itself. It's great. But there's a transitional period where it's time to start focusing on these things that you own more and more and more. So as your website traffic grows, as your email list grows, start focusing on those people. So that's what I'm talking about. Don't get it twisted. I'm not saying fans aren't, uh, don't matter anymore. I'm saying I am quickly finding that there is... Um, I don't know where that line is drawn when it happened for me, but there's a point where um, once you've built your other audiences, it's time to look away from those fans. Sorry, fans, at least in terms of paying to reach them. All right, I need another drink. Cheers. All right, let's finish up on a little issue that has me grumpy. Um, I've been a little grumpy today, but, uh, oh, geez, you know, it's, as it's one of the annoyances I have with marketers in general that we love the point at every point at everybody else is saying, you're doing it wrong, man. You're doing it wrong. You messed up. You're not supposed to do that. Worrying so much more about everybody else and not ourselves. Um, perfect example of, of this is a 20% text rule in images on Facebook. I hate this rule, not because so much that the rule shouldn't exist and be enforced, but the obsession people have with it that they are constantly like, 
Why is this ad in my newsfeed? Why is this ad there? That shouldn't be there. That breaks the rule. Hey, everybody, look at this screen grab I took of all these ads. It's more than 20% text. Hey, I'm going to comment on this ad that's more than 20% text. Why are you doing this? This breaks the rules. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so an example of this. I have this ad running right now, and I, I can't, I think it's for my workshop. And very important ad, driving good conversions, going really well. Guess what happens? This numbskull comments, hey, John, this is great. Business more than 20% text. What's going on here, man? Oh, my gosh. This is, uh, first of all, it wasn't more than 20% text. So you just wasted your time commenting. But now, thanks to your comment, you have now ruined the comment section of this ad. Thank you. So really, really agitating. Here's the deal. And it's not just for this one person. Anybody, stop worrying about whether someone else is getting away with 20% text. Who cares? It's like speeding. Some people break this petty rule and get away with it. Some will get away with it for a little while. Some people speed down that street every single day. They never get away with it. Sometimes they speed down that street and they get busted the first time. Sometimes they'll do it for three years and they finally get busted. Point is, who cares? If it's you, you know you take a risk each time you speed. Each time, and again, it's not that big of a deal. If you speed a little bit, everybody does it, just like 20% potentially. You know the risk you take. If you if you put way more than 20% text, you know there's a higher, higher possibility you can get busted. If you put anything more than 20%, you know there's a chance, and the risk is there. But caring about so much about what other people are doing, whether they are speeding, whether they're using 20% text is annoying. It's like standing alongside the road, screaming at and taking pictures of cars you think are speeding, but may not be. Okay. That's basically what it is. It's exactly what it is. People taking screen grabs of these ads that exist in in their newsfeed that they think are more than 20%. We're taking a picture of this car. He's going 35 and 25, man. I can tell. I know it. I don't have a speed. I don't have a, a gun or whatever you call it. A speed gun. I don't know. Um, bottom line, focus on yourself. Stop worrying about everybody else. This doesn't mean that, you know, people who break the rules are okay, but you just look silly. All right? In everything we, not, nobody's perfect, but in everything we do, if we know what the rules are and we want to push the boundaries on those rules, we all take risks. And it's up to you to understand what's a good risk and what's a bad risk. And guess what? Sometimes you think, sometimes people do so well at pushing those boundaries that they aren't even breaking the rules in the first place. I would like to think I'm one of those people. 20% rule. I do not violate 20%. I know exactly how to get around it and that I use a grid. So every time I create an image, I know exactly how much text is in it. I know if there is a potential for me getting dinged on it, but in most cases there is not. 
which also helps. If you speed less frequently, it makes it less likely that today is the day you get busted for speeding. And maybe the cops won't be looking out, looking for you either if you're not one of those people who speeds every day or speeds at a very high rate. Are, are we done with this analogy yet? So hopefully, I, I mean, I, just, I feel like I need to get that off my chest, but it's something that I hope that you can apply as well. And because honestly, these things are all connected here. It's all about decluttering your mind and not driving yourself nuts and focusing on what matters. So stop obsessing over the stats that don't matter. Stop obsessing over um, uh, the, the, the details of those stats if they don't matter that much. Focus on the progress. Stop worrying so much about other people. Focus on yourself. Stay on the path. Get your work done. That good? Man, we're right up at 30 minutes, too. I think this worked out well. I thought it was a good show. I hope you'd enjoyed it, too. Um, I've called the uh, bartender over, and I'm going to take care of you. I hope you enjoyed your beer, whatever it was, whatever drink you're, you're working on there. It looks kind of fruity, but I'm sure it's delicious. Um, once again, before we take off, go to johnlimmer.com slash CWC. If you haven't already signed up for my workshop, 90 minutes, live event, you'll have access to recording as well, give you my process for selling on Facebook, so it's no mystery. But look, it's not some magic formula. I'm not out, out there selling you snake oil. It takes work, but I want you to understand how I do it. Because it's working. It tends to work. Um, and so, yeah, that, there's that. So sign up for that if, you, if you're a non-PHC member, it's 147. If you are a PHC member, it's 20. Nice and cheap. If you want to, hey, I've heard some people say, I'm just going to sign up for PHC to get this discount. It's kind of crazy not to. Now, I think you can get hooked on the Power Hitters Club once you join, which is kind of why I'm doing it that way. So if you also want to sign up for Power Hitters Club, just go to johnlimmer.com slash PHC. Use promo code PUB10 to get your nice little discount. Only available here on the PUBcast. All right. Hope you enjoyed it. I'll see you again next week. I should have my friend John Robinson on the show. Until next time, do awesome things. I'm out.